What's up, friends? Welcome to the podcast studio. Coming live from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, we have over a billion listeners in the last week. If you are willing to take the verse that says we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, literally. So that is super encouraging. I really got encouraged by that by some of my friends. So uh, yeah, convicted and encouraged all goes together. Uh, I just want to give some shout outs because this is the first official episode of Protect the Sheep and we're just going to celebrate. So shout out to Braden Anderson. Uh, you are the man. Hayden Neighbors, uh, Matt, Chris, Evan, Justin, some of the hometown boys. Uh, I'm going to give shout outs to lots of people, but man, you guys are, uh, you guys are legit. So thank you. But anyways, uh, I'm here today with a very special guy. Not in a weird way, that's weird. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Zach Driscoll, the man. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. I'm pumped, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so the first episode, uh, we wanted to talk about uh, the Holy Spirit, but first, I have a question for you. Uh, this is gonna be a question that's gonna be uh, very constant. So for each guest, I'm gonna ask this. I wanna know for you though, what is one of your favorite things in life? Okay, so, one thing that I love to do is wake up early. People who are successful wake up early. I like to get up at 6 a.m. and my favorite meal is breakfast. So I will make a big breakfast, two eggs, four pieces of bacon, hash browns, toast, maybe some chocolate chip pancakes and a big cup of coffee and just sit down by myself completely quiet, munch on some breakfast and just pray and read the word. That's one of my favorite things. Dang, that's biblical right there. Mm -hmm. Biblical. Uh, that's awesome, bro. Uh, okay, look, before we get into it, I'm just going to say a quick prayer. Is that all right? Cool. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you would guide us, that you would lead us, that the Holy Spirit would guide us in this conversation, Lord, uh, to help those that are listening and to help edify and sanctify, sanctify us more. Uh, Lord, we love you so much, and we're so thankful we get to do this. In your name, amen. Amen. All right, Zach. So, there seems to be a stereotype of the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm thinking it could be anywhere from, you know, some kind of spiritual ghost that <laughs> doesn't have like a real role in our lives to uh, anything that could be like just, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Just, yeah, just like, like floating around. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of different views of the Holy Spirit and most of them are misused or abuse of the actual biblical view of the Holy Spirit. Um, like when I was a little kid, I heard like Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit and yeah. people didn't really talk about him. It. it was like, is it like a Scooby-Doo character with like, you know, like a blanket sheet over right, their yeah. head? Like, is it, is it like some, this spirit of fire? Like wh what is he? Is he just floating around like an actual ghost or what is this? Like yeah. it didn't make any sense, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, so the Holy Spirit is one of the Trinity. Now you being at Trinity Church, mm -hmm. um, can you give some uh, explanation on that? Like, how does it fit into the Trinity? What's its role? Yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of important. I literally, I'm a youth director at a church called Trinity, so this is one of the basics. Right. Um, I mean, if you look back at church history and just the Bible, the Holy Spirit's all over it. Um, but he is a person, not just a thing. Uh, I think it's easy to look at God the Father as a person, Jesus the Son as a person, because we can kind of relate to that. Right. But we don't understand, like, the Holy Spirit. He doesn't just have a body like Jesus, and we all have fathers or spiritual fathers in our lives. The Holy Spirit isn't a father. Um, so he's a person. 
This means he has his own will. Yeah. He has thoughts, emotions, not necessarily like the same human emotions we have, but he he has love, he has wisdom, he has joy, um, and there's fruit from from getting into a relationship with the Spirit that we can take part of. Um, yeah, and I mean, we'll talk about it more and go into it, but a lot of people see the Holy Spirit as a thing, or even in like Buddhism or like... Uh, Eastern religion, people see like this force, like Star Wars kind of force. And right, people yeah. think of the Holy Spirit as like, he's like a force of nature, yeah. or, like the force of God. And that's not true. He's a person. So we can have a relationship with him. Yeah. yeah I like the uh, analogy that uh, your dad gives sometimes. It's like mm-hmm. not necessarily like a lot of pastors, I think, will try to make uh, the like water and ice and liquid analogy work. But what he talks about is like a three-part harmony. Yeah. Like the Trinity is three that you can distinctly hear if you listen to it closely. Yeah, but they're like individual notes. Yeah, but, but all together they work harmony. as one. Yeah, yeah exactly. One chord. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful way to put it. And like, especially with music too, if people understand music, like it's a beautiful, creative thing and God is beautiful and creative and we can like be in awe of him and who he is. So, right. yeah. Awesome. Uh, so here's a question. Was the Holy Spirit always around or was that something that, uh, you know, only existed later? Mm. Yeah, I think a lot of Christians see like Judaism is like old and like people weren't filled with the Holy Spirit um, in most Jewish circles um, before Christ. But if you actually look at the Old Testament and look at where the Spirit was, like he was there at creation. He was hovering over the waters. Um, The Spirit inspired all of Scripture, Old Testament and New Testament. He's been around. And um, like one thing I would encourage people to do if they don't know much about the Holy Spirit um, this is what I did when I had to first learn how to like understand who he was and build my relationship with him. But I would say look up like the anointing of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament on guys like Elijah, um, guys like Nehemiah. He says the hand of God was on me. That's the Holy Spirit anointing him and like yeah. leading his steps. And that's such a valuable position to be in because the Holy Spirit gives us gifts. But what's the point in using those gifts if they're not anointed for God? So. Um, yeah, the Holy Spirit's been around. He's all over the Bible. There's prophecies about the coming of the Spirit in Ezekiel and Isaiah. Like, he's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that's really, I think, helped and changed my prayer life for sure is, like, thinking of the Holy Spirit as a person, like somebody that does have, like, uh, like when we talk about grievances of the Spirit, like he yeah. has emotions, there's, there's things there, and uh, he's all working part of the plan. Yeah, and that kind of makes it seem like, he's kind of out of the picture of our lives. Like he's just mm-hmm. living inside of us, but uh, doesn't really like necessarily uh, have like this distinction in our lives, you know? And so when you pray and you're like asking the Holy Spirit, like guide me, you know, teach me, mm-hmm. correct me, convict uh, me of sin, righteousness, and judgment, um, then that starts to become a lot more personal. It starts to become a lot more real. And so I just want to talk about that too, to help anyone that's listening that's like, uh, I've, I know somewhat about the Holy Spirit, but if somebody was to ask me, you know, like, w- what is the Holy Spirit, then you can give them an answer, you know? Yeah. One of the Trinity, uh, he is a person, and he lives inside of us to uh, correct us and teach us and guide us, and that's something that I found really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's cool that you've been able to build that relationship, because it's one thing to, like, know who God is, but it's a whole different level when you know who he is and you've experienced him, like you've encountered God. Yeah. You have a relationship with him. The depth there is 10 times. Yeah. So often it's like 
Jesus, 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 which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is more to it, you know, there's totally. a lot more to it. And to know that and know that there's, you know, an answer to these questions, like who is he, what's his role? Uh, that's, that's awesome. That's super comforting as a, as a Christian. And it helps you grow in your faith to know not only, you know, is Jesus your Lord and Savior? Yes, it's awesome. But also the Holy Spirit, who is he? You know, he's not somebody that's to be left out of the equation. So yeah, uh, it's super uplifting and encouraging to know him personally. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so just talking about that, uh, sin, righteousness, and judgment. Um, in that passage, uh, what does that mean? Like if, if Jesus says, you know, I have to go so that he can come and convict you of sin, righteousness, and judgment, um, what does that look like? Yeah, so since each person, like we were talking about in the Trinity, they have a distinct will, and Jesus had a specific specific purpose on the earth, which was to do the will of the Father. Um, and the Holy Spirit also has a specific purpose. If God the Father and Jesus and the Spirit were um, not just the same in substance, because they are, but were the same in their roles, there would be no purpose in having three persons in a relationship being the Godhead. So the role of Jesus was to, uh, he was the template, he was the example, he was the Holy One, the Anointed One. He came to, as every Christian has heard from Sunday school, like he came to live a perfect life, right. to live the life we couldn't, to die on the cross for our sins, to be raised, and that gives us salvation. Um, he traded places for us. He's a spotless lamb. Like we all, hopefully we've all heard that um, if we've been in the church. And if you haven't, we've heard it now. Yeah. Um, but the job of the Holy Spirit, as Jesus outlines here, um, the Holy Spirit comes to people after they've received Jesus um, to guide us, to teach us, to lead us, to convict us. And the Holy Spirit throughout Scripture is called the helper. Um, he, his, his role is specifically to help us become more like Jesus. Yeah. To pursue who Jesus is and to be like him and to walk in the light, as John says, to walk in obedience, as Peter says. Um, And the more we become like Jesus, the more we act like Jesus. It's who we are. It's what we do. And we see ourselves aligning with the will of the Father. And that's ultimately what the Holy Spirit does in relationship with us. Yeah. Yeah. you and I lead some middle schoolers together mm-hmm. uh, in small groups, and I was talking to him about this, and I was like, you know that feeling in your stomach or that, that just knot that you get when you know you're about to do something wrong or you've done something <laughs> wrong? and uh, They all know it. <laughs> yeah, uh, except for this one guy who <laughs> I was like, I'm praying for you then if you really don't feel that. <laughs> Either a psychopath or near perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dang. Okay, I, I didn't think of the near perfect one. Maybe that's in there, but... Uh, uh, yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, I hate that feeling. And so it's actually, it's awesome to see that some of these kids actually understand that because the the guy that said, you know, he doesn't get any of that feeling, he was like, that feeling sucks. It, I hate it. Yeah, like, I don't get it, though. <laughs> and one of his friends was actually like, uh, you, sh- you shouldn't hate it. Yeah. And, and I was impressed. Like, it's impressive what uh, these kids absorb and what they learn. And he was like, you, you shouldn't you shouldn't hate it you should know that god's like changing you you know he's mm-hmm. he's working on you and and you're like one of his yeah you know? like the like, mercy wow. of god leads us to repentance that's what the holy spirit does when you yeah. get that feeling in your gut and you know you're a son or daughter of christ like that's not god condemning you that's the holy spirit convicting you and reminding you like hey you're my kid i don't want death for you like don't walk in the darkness come back to the light and it's it's amazing that 
God does that with us. Because he could just say, you know, you're done, you sinned. He could just be like, you lose your salvation, mm-hmm. see ya, you got your one chance and you blew it. Yeah. But he sends the Holy Spirit, so Amen. I'm glad he does that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so you've heard it here first. If you get that knot in your stomach, then know that there's probably something you shouldn't be doing and you know it. Conviction, man. Yeah, you, you're, you know it. <laughs> um, another thing, too, uh, I kind of read this. I did a little study on it, on sin, righteousness, and judgment. And uh, the way that Jesus kind of describes it throughout his ministry is like the sin in the world he showed us. Uh, the righteous in, The righteousness in the world he was. And when we talk about judgment, um, I think a lot of us, can see judgment as like just punishing evil, like Mm -hmm. just strictly like the evil must be punished. That's just straight judgment. Um, But truly in in God's sense, it's righteousness replacing what was once evil. Like you're getting judged by righteousness. You're not getting judged from like, uh, I see this as bad. Now I'm just going to banish this. It's more like you are conforming to the will of the father. That's what judgment is. The sin and the evil has gone and the righteousness is now here. Yeah. Um, You receive a new heart. And, like, it's cool that Jesus didn't just, he doesn't just judge us, but he is the standard for righteousness. So, yeah. like, he was like, hey, you guys aren't perfect. Here's the standard for perfection. I'm not just going to tell you be perfect and then condemn you. Like, I'm going to send my spirit to be with you, to lead you, so that you can become perfect as I am perfect. Yeah. Uh, here's <laughs> here's another question. Um, this one's funny. This uh, I asked some of the kids, like, what's the seal of the Holy Spirit? Have you guys ever heard of this? And uh, this one guy's like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. And he's like. He's capping. He's like. There's no way. <laughs> he's like, it's an animal. No. And I was like. An like an- a walrus of the Holy <laughs> yeah. Spirit? Like I'm like, an animal? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, that's what it says. It's the seal of the Holy Spirit. And I was like, bro, no. But immediately my mind's going to like this little blubbery thing, you know, inching around, (laughs) uh, just funny giving sea world high fives to anyone. And if they do, he's he's getting into heaven with like, he's wearing the finally 21 birthday sash, but it says Holy spirit on it. (laughs) Uh, Like the seal is like slaying people in the spirit with his like fin, his flipper smacking them across the foreheads. (laughs) That's how they know they're saved. Uh, the seal what is the seal yeah what is the seal apparently it's not an animal that's what I thought it was so we're gonna have to rethink this (laughs) more more ziploc baggy type than animal oh man (laughs) yeah I think it's in it's in first corinthians um where paul outlines that once you've been saved through jesus and believe in jesus and confess that then we're sealed with the spirit um and basically what that means is that you can't lose your salvation like the Bible is very clear. Once you are a child of God, God doesn't lose his children. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd have to be a bad dad to lose your kid. Right. Um, and God is not a bad dad. So he's, he's sent the Holy Spirit to us. And uh, obviously the Holy Spirit is our helper every day. Mm-hmm. But that starts out by being sealed in the Spirit. Um, and Jesus, he did the work. So there's nothing we can do to unseal the Holy Spirit from our lives. Like we can definitely... Um, lose the anointing over our ministry or over our work or over areas of our life if we grieve the Holy Spirit um, and God can forgive us from that and he can give us a new anointing and a new filling but once you're a Christian you're a Christian yeah Yeah. awesome Uh, yeah John uh, the book of John talks about that like 
Yep. John 10 is a chapter that I really have had a lot of life change from, hmm. uh, just knowing who the good shepherd is and that he is willing to lay down his life for me. Uh, you know, that at his last breath is anything outside of the pasture going to get me, you know, mm-hmm. nothing, it says nothing snatches uh, us out of the hands of the father, that exactly. nothing can take us away. Uh, so there's some encouragement for any of you that are feeling like, am I, am I saved? Am I, you know, how do I know that I have the Holy spirit? What does that look like? Um, there's encouragement for you, but also, um, like when we talk about, am I saved or not? You know what, what's the thing that, uh, you and your dad in the ministry kind of talks about like a person that, you know, questions their, their salvation is usually what? Yeah. A person that usually asks, Oh God, am I saved? I sinned. Like I want to draw back to you. It's like, you don't have to question your salvation. Just be drawn back to the Lord. Like he will accept you. You don't have to worry about that. And most of the time people who are, um, who are fools, like the Bible contrasts fools and wise people and fools are wise in their own eyes. So they don't ask God for help. They never question, Oh man, I messed up. Am am I okay with God? But people who are usually closer to God when they mess up, they feel convicted and they get worried. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, one of my good friends, uh, is a lot like that. And so we have a lot of those conversations. Um, but talking about like that topic is, it gets heavy. It gets heavy, especially in a one-on-one or personal setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's really a good point. Thank you. One thing that I think a lot of us do too, is like overdramatize um, our relationship with God, like mm-hmm. in a way that makes us question, you know, are we, still following him? Are we falling away? Or, uh, you know, I'm a hypocrite and and I'm being legalistic and I'm doing this. Um, Yeah. Like the highs and the lows. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to say like a lot of us think that we're the prodigal son or prodigal daughter that are, you know, often running away. And yet, uh, there's one, there's one moment that's going to bring us back. And hopefully that just happens at some point, but maybe you're just in a slump where you're, you're just getting attacked by, uh, by the devil and you're just letting it happen, you know, giving a foothold to the devil and mm-hmm. you just need to remove that. Maybe that's what's happening. It's, it might not be something crazy that's happening in your life. That's moving you away from God, but just a foothold that's in your life. That's letting Satan get a grasp. And all you need to do is remove that and turn towards God. Re- like true repentance, uh, is something that I think we need to practice a lot more. If we are willing to repent, then just turn away from your sin and go back to God. And mm-hmm. God accepts all of your repentance. Like for, forgive people, you know, 70 times, seven times. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that I think we can really learn from if we're willing to put it into practice. It's just, I think it's become so much more rare in our culture, especially Gen Z mm-hmm. and uh, our age group. Like oh, we get adults. so worked up like over circumstances and we're short-sighted and we don't see the long run. Like we're in this for eternity and God is so consistent. He doesn't change. And if we have a high day or a low day, like the focus should stay Jesus, not right. <laughs> not our circumstances. Yeah. So we need to, I, I think like we think about our feelings is so important in Gen Z. Like try, we obviously can't perfectly view God's perspective, but like view from this perspective he's given us, like he's holy, he's over it. And if we misstep, like he's not letting go of your hand because you had a rough day. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep the focus on Jesus. Yeah. Something for me especially is I'm like, okay, God, I feel like you're calling me to, you know, be 
uh, a pastoral leader at some at some point. Yeah. And I constantly get humbled, especially through correction of the Holy Spirit in my life, where I'm like, man, if I'm going to do this role, then, and I feel like this is where I'm supposed to be, you know, what if it's not now? You know, <laughs> I, I think of Jesus's life and he started his ministry when, his, when he was 30 and he was learning and gathering information and, and doing ministry of his own, like getting to know people and building relationships and stuff like that. But his actual ministry, like in the world, didn't start until he was 30. And for me, I'm 23. I've got seven more years until <laughs> I even hit that mark. And that seems like yeah, and young, Jesus you was know? perfect. So. Yeah. Yeah. God's timing is a funny thing, man. I don't know if I'll ever figure it out, but it seems like God makes me wait longer than I expect. And then as soon as I I am settled with it, it's like in a moment, everything changes. Yeah. And I think he's just got a sense of humor, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think he does. <laughs> um, so here's another one. Uh, during the time of Jesus, you know, he's on earth, the Holy Spirit has yet to be fully glorified because mm-hmm. like, or in fullness of its power because Jesus hasn't yet been glorified. Yeah. Um, what is the disadvantage of Jesus being on earth in person? Um, like why, why did he have to go? You know? Yeah. Like we talked about, like each person of the Trinity has a role and Jesus was to, to justify us and to be the standard for holiness. Yeah. Um, in human form that we couldn't achieve. So, like Jesus was, lim- he purposefully limited himself to a human body. Yeah, humbled um, himself. Yeah, and he had to, he had to sleep. He had to eat food. You know, mm-hmm. he could only go out to specific areas. And yeah, he did miraculous things. But I, I don't think Jesus spent his whole ministry just teleporting from place to place. Right. Um, healing people twenty four seven. Um. So the the cool thing is that he, like he literally said, I send the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Spirit's coming down. And it's better if I go up to heaven so that the Holy Spirit can work through you. Um, and I think, like, we're in the church era still. And just look at the impact that the Spirit of God has had on the church. Yeah. Like, the spread of the gospel is like nothing else. And when people get empowered by the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that rose Jesus from the grave, the same Holy Spirit that him empowered him to do ministry, like, that same Holy Spirit is living and working inside of us. And if we believe that, like... There's a lot of power in that. Amen, yeah. So I'm glad that Jesus sent the Holy Spirit because yeah. that would have been a long time for him to be hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of teleportation, fun fact, <laughs> he did teleport him and some of the disciples while they were in a boat, right? Yeah, that would have been wild, man, just being in a boat, and then next thing you know, you're on shore. <laughs> you look at Jesus, you're like, what was that? Yeah, look so that up. Look that up, listeners. Yeah, you'll <laughs> look, figure out in heaven. <laughs> look that up. That's in John. Uh, <laughs> we always hear that he walked on water and went into the boat, but the next verse actually says that immediately they arrived at the place that they were going. Mm-hmm. So wild. <laughs> go look at that up. Um, and then another thing I was going to say was uh, – if Jesus is here on earth and humbling himself, then he's limited to a time and place. You know, sure. he is, he is totally God. He knows and, uh, is executing the plan exactly how it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. But with the Holy spirit here, now he can live inside the heart of each person that belongs to God. And that's something I think that's invaluable. It's priceless for the believer. It's something that we get to experience, uh, in such a powerful and strong way. Um, and that's that's really that changed the game yeah it changed the game 
and if we can really understand what that means, then I think our relationship with God gets so much better. It gets so much more faith-filled because we know that he executed the plan perfectly. Uh, we were just talking about recently Jesus in the garden. Like, what a what a conversation with yeah, God. Yeah, like aligning his will with the Father and yeah. asking, like, pleading with God the Father, like, if you could take this cup, if there's any other way that I don't have to die on this cross and, and take on the full wrath of God and sins of man. Like, God, if there's plan B, I know you prepared this before time, but if that's possible, I'm open to it. Yeah. But it's crazy. Like, he, we talked about persons like the Holy Spirit, Father, Son, they're people. And Jesus, he didn't sin, but he aligned his will with God, and he went through that process of yeah. fully submitting to God. Yeah, what a powerful question for Jesus to be like, if there's another way, God, like the Father, then then let it be. But mm-hmm. if not, your will be done. And I think that's something we can learn from as a believer and as a follower of Christ, that it's sometimes sometimes just so difficult. Sometimes yeah. it's just so hard. Yeah. Like life is tough. Mm-hmm. It's so difficult to make these decisions that are so life-altering, especially for Jesus when he's about to go die on a cross. But we know that the execution of God's plan and his will is something that's going to be good for all of us. Yeah, it's and that's for God's glory that and it's for our benefit. Yeah, like, that's Even when we, we don't can feel trust. like it, man. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's where God blesses it. When That's true faith right there. Like, you believe in God. You believe in him for what he's going to do and what he promised, even when the circumstances look like it's going to be worse for you. That's true faith. Yeah. Sometimes uh, these victories in faith just feel like huge defeats, you know, mm-hmm. and that's and that's just how <laughs> his ways are just higher than ours. We're yeah. not we're not going to understand everything, and that's it just takes how it's a lot of be. humility. That's right, <laughs> humility. Oh man. Um, when we talk about holy, the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. uh, we just did some study on that. What does that mean? Yeah, it's interesting that his name in it has the word holy because it's like father son holy spirit so it kind of sticks out um the word holy means pure undefiled um another meaning for it is set apart or separate and um when when we hear that the spirit of god is holy it means that he's set apart as in like the substance of god who he is he's the same substance as the father and the son yeah um he's completely separate from creation he's not a created thing he's a perfect holy set apart pure undefiled amazing glorious person that deserves worship from us yeah yeah and then obviously spirit i mean he doesn't have a body um (laughs) it's not like some physical ghost um and we talked about that like it makes it a little harder for our human brains to comprehend um, but him being spirit, like the Hebrew word for it is ruach. I don't know how to say it, but it's like R-U-A-C-H. Yeah, yeah. and ruach. that literally <laughs> means like the spirit of God. Ruach Elohim. That's who he is. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's the Holy Spirit. Um, some people call him the Holy Ghost. Same same idea. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, when we talk about attributes of the Holy Spirit, give me some of those and what that means for us. Yeah, so Holy Spirit is seen as the helper he's seen as uh, the spirit of power the spirit of knowledge the spirit of wisdom um and and some of these attributes it describes who he is like his personality um and like we talked about like it's who he is so it's what he does the spirit 
of power is powerful, so he does powerful things. Like, we see Jesus get resurrected through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We see, like, spiritually dead people come to life through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, we see that he, he leads worship in heaven. Like, the Spirit is there hovering around, leading worship, and the angels are singing, and he's orchestrating worship of the Father. That's amazing. That's who he is, and he leads us to worship here on earth, and he leads angels to worship the Father in heaven. Um, and yeah, with that, one thing I wanted to talk about, kind of shift it to, I guess, like practical. Yeah. Um, I really like the b- book of James. It was It's cool to see something from Jesus's own brother, his half-brother on earth, and a guy who's studied, who was part of the early church, and he's writing to these believers who were figuring out how to work out their faith in their practical everyday life. Um, and he tells them, like, you can literally ask the Spirit of God for wisdom. When you're in a situation in your life where you feel like, man, I need help. My mind is not infinite. I'm limited. Um, you can literally ask the Holy Spirit, the person of God, and say, I need wisdom. I ask in faith, Lord, give me wisdom. Uh, and that's that's such a powerful thing. It's not just a yeah. tool, but it's a person that we can go to. Um, and And... Yeah, that's part of his attributes. That's part of who he is. And I think a lot of believers, um, how do I put this? Like the way the way I think about this, so I'm married and a lot of people plan and build toward the wedding day. Yeah. And that's like your salvation day. That's when you meet Jesus and you're on the spiritual high. And then people don't plan for the rest of their lives married. Like I, don't, I didn't just want to have a good wedding day with my wife. I want to have a good life with my wife because yeah. I got married at 21 years old. And like hopefully we live into our 80s or 90s. That's one day. I'm going to spend 70 years with my wife. Um, and it's the same with the Holy Spirit. Like we love Jesus and that's an amazing thing. And we see the power and the glory of the cross and the resurrection. But what are you going to do the rest of your life? And the answer is, you better live in the Spirit. You better figure out how to be guided and receive wisdom from Him and receive help from Him because God knows we need some freaking help, man. (laughs) Like, this life ain't easy and we don't have it all figured out and we're limited. So we need to have that humility to ask the Spirit of God, like, give me wisdom. Give me power to obey because before you meet Christ, you don't need to obey. Like, you don't know the law. It's not written on your heart. And you don't understand the purpose of obedience, but those who have the Spirit of God walk in the light. They walk in obedience, and they walk by the Spirit. Um, and yeah, that's such a practical way to look at it. Like, if you have that relationship with Him, there's no area of your life that He's not involved in, whether that be, like, your sexuality, your spirituality, your mental health, um, your knowledge, um, school, work, relationships, jobs— like, the Spirit of God is bigger than that. He can practically impact every area of your life. And I think a lot of Christians miss that. I don't know what you would say to that or if you agree, but that's yeah. that's my view on it. Yeah, no, I uh, I definitely agree with you. There's a real sense of power and, and purpose that the Holy Spirit brings to us, mm-hmm. especially as followers. And that's something that I think we, we don't take advantage of as much. Not saying we're taking advantage of God, but like he offers that to us, you know, like yeah. he offers that he wants us to be in that relationship. He wants us to, to get to know him better and to be led by that. I mean, imagine you're going through a forest and there's mines like everywhere and you have a guide to lead you out completely safely. And yet mm-hmm. you're like, 
oh, I'm good. You know, I'm going to figure my way out. <laughs> I got out. this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, as long as I'm careful, you know, things are going to work out. And that just might not be the case, especially in a life where it's so unexpected. Yeah. We don't know what the next thing brings. The only thing that we do know is that if we trust God and we take a leap of faith in our actions, then if he's involved and he's there, then something good should happen because yeah, he'll God's, guide us. Yeah, yeah. God's working through us. We're just a vessel and he's working through us. And uh, that's that's really cool. I also think that when we think about these personal attributes of the Holy Spirit and of Jesus, mm-hmm. what an incredible thing that Jesus grew up and read the same scripture yeah. that we're reading now. Bro, it's wild. And he, he knew, he's like, I'm the main character. Yeah. <laughs> and yet so, humbled himself. Like, yeah, he still submitted to himself. authority. Like, he obeyed his mom. <laughs> you know? Like, he cleaned his room. Like he read the same scriptures and talked to the religious leaders about him. Like that's an amazing amount of humility. Yeah. And like he was filled with the Holy Spirit, knowing that the Spirit of God wrote that and that it's about him. And he still humbled himself on earth. Like that's it's pretty wild. Wild. Well, <laughs> what a great, great time with you, Zach. Great conversation. Uh, DM me for any questions uh, that you have about the topic or about the podcast or DM for any shout outs. I mean, I'll shout whoever out. I mean, just, (laughs) (laughs) just send me a a DM at Jordan Forrester and uh, we'll try to get you on the show. I mean, I don't care. I'll do whatever the heck, (laughs) whatever the heck you want. I'll (laughs) send some spicy questions (laughs) to Jordan or something. Yeah. Um, But yeah, much love to everybody. Thank you for, listening and tuning in zach uh thank you man thank you it was awesome to to have you here and i've learned a lot from you and just the little time that i've known you and to have you on here is is a huge blessing uh to me and to hopefully people listening appreciate it man thanks for having me on and of course god bless everyone listening that's right hey to god be the glory Amen. amen peace